0: Thank you. I enjoyed the singing tonight and also the uh, interview for the children. went very well. Enjoyed that. Some good answers. And my wife and daughter are back in your kids' class this morning now, or this afternoon, evening, yeah. whatever time it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, they do enjoy working children's ministries and things. And um, it's a blessing when your children have a desire to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've never tried to force on our children but just be an example to them and just to encourage them in their love for the Lord. And um, so those things that we've encouraged our children in um, over the years. And I want to thank you for um, allowing us to be in your missions conference this week. It's been a blessing and for just making us feel at home uh, here. And I especially want to thank you uh, for all the good food. That's uh, probably the only problem this week is so much good food. Yeah. I tell you, the, the first day, day one, had a thought all the ideas about losing weight this week. So, uh, <laughs> food's too good. But uh, sometimes people give you a hard time, you know. But I tell people, uh, some people, I don't know, I mean, they can eat food all day and they just stay skinny, but I don't think they're right with God. I don't know what it is. I mean, the Bible even says, I have a verse, Proverbs 28:25 says, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. The Bible says that. So, some I mean, of you skinny people out there need to get right with the Lord. But anyway, <laughs> that's not part of the message of some good preaching, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it has been wonderful this week and uh, just really been such a blessing and appreciate all of you so much. And the only, the only really the only hard thing about uh, deputation for a many times is you make good friends, then you move down the road and you won't see them again for, you know, several years many times. So that's one of the hardest things many times, especially for uh, children. You know, as adults, it's not always easy, but especially for your children, I know as they make good friends and then as they have to move down to the next church and things like that. And so that's one of the challenges, uh, especially for kids. And so uh, something to pray about for them. And it's one of the things I'm glad about there in Uganda. Some of their best friends are there in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the kids are at church and in the Christian school. And our kids have gotten very close to them. And so for them, that is home. Um, you know, the Lord has been a blessing this week. It's um, been a blessing in my heart. Um, when you preach, you don't just preach to others. You preach to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know the Lord has encouraged my heart this week as... We look at these different things about laborers together and evaluating missions and the questions last night about have you answered God's call. And it's my prayer that God has stirred your heart as well um, as far as your commitment to the Lord and maybe if there's something God's putting upon your heart or maybe God's impressing you to renew some commitment you made in the past that you've maybe you need to renew tonight or maybe this week that you've already done. But be turning the Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we'll look here first of all at verse 14. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14. Tonight as we continue and as we conclude here this evening, we see here in 2 Timothy 3, 14 it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Our theme for this year in your God and the title of the sermon tonight is continue, and it's somehow similar to the theme that you have here for your church this year, which is forward. Um, you know, your pastor wants you to be moving forward, and we talk about in Uganda to continue, or really we're saying to move forward. But also as we think about this word continue, uh, and there's a lot of things that have happened this past year, and there's a lot of things that we stopped doing, that we need to start doing, or that we need to continue to do, that we need to put back in place. There's maybe some commitments that we made this week. Maybe someone here tonight has already made a commitment and said this is what I'll be doing for faith promise this year. Well, even when hard times come, you need to continue and mm-hmm. doing what God has put upon your heart. Maybe you made a promise to God as far as soul winning or sharing your faith with others. And so there's some things that we need to continue to do in our life. You know about a year and a half ago, wrote Lord put upon my heart about there for Uganda and began to burn in my heart more for the church that we we're working in there about our soul winning program. And we started something new. We have a work and study program for our students. And we have more students than we have work. And so that's always a challenge. And so we started a new, uh, a new thing that we're doing. And that is having some of them to go soul winning. Uh, because the Lord put upon my heart, we need to do more soul winning here in our ministries and what we're doing. So I have about 20 students a week, Monday through Friday, going out soul winning. It's been a blessing seeing more people being saved. But then the Lord began to burn my heart more because... You know, it's great that our students are going soul winning, and sometimes when you have a ministry at the Bible College and things, you might get dependent a little bit upon your students doing a lot of the things. But I said, Lord, we need our people to be more involved. We need our people in our church to be going out soul winning. And I pray and ask the Lord to help us with this, and even to give us more people to help us in our soul winning. And the Lord sent us two young men who've been helping us with this, and things are going very good, and then everything stopped. With coronavirus, you know, (laughs) I mean, for about a week or so, nothing going on. And so then we said, hey, listen, we need to continue. We need to get back out there. And these young men also were saying that same thing. We stopped for about a week. But I mean, we got to get going again. We have to continue in doing the things that God has called us to do. And so they started going back out again, and people started getting saved again, and our church members are going out again. And it's been encouraging to hear the news that was over there. They had their New Year's Day service. And they said that there's, um, in the auditorium, they're giving some testimonies. And um, one of the pastors was telling me it really touched his heart. He said, there's people who stand up and they say, thankful that God brought COVID. I'm thankful that I lost my job because it wasn't for that I never would have heard the gospel and I never would have gotten Amen. saved. And now I'm in church. Amen. There are students who are standing up saying they're thankful for the same thing about this pandemic, that everything got locked down, the, sh- the school shut down. I-, I mean, students have lost money. They're not being even reimbursed or anything, and-, and their studies have stopped, and they're thanking God that they're back home now because now they're for the gospel, and they've gotten saved. This past week and past couple of weeks, I've talked to a couple of our different pastors. They said, now, now remember, now Bible college has closed down. We have about five or six people there, and Bible college right now stayed from some other countries and things. But they said there's about 40 to 50 people out every week. A lot of that's church people now. Some of them are going out every day. God just shut everything down. And guess what? We're getting back to some things that we need to continue to do. Now when things start up again with school and some other things, I don't know how it will be. But I know God has answered that prayer because I was praying and said, Lord, there's some things we need to be doing again. There's some things that we need to continue in. And this is something that's been a burden upon my heart for this year for our church. You could say we need to move forward as your theme here is. We need to move forward in some things. There's some things we need to work on. Look back in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm from verse 10 down through verse 17 here tonight. Here it says, but thou hast fully known my doctrine. I'm say doctrine is vital to ministry. He says my doctrine manner of life. Some people say, oh, it don't matter how I live. It's not. Well, I mean, it makes a difference here. He says, you fully know my doctrine, but not just my doctrine, My man, how he lives his life. You realize people are watching us? We need to continue to have that Godly example. He said, purpose. What is our purpose? What is the purpose that God has for us? It's not about what we purpose in our life, but what is God's purpose for my life? Faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. Charity there, speaking of love. Verse 11, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. And God is good, isn't he? God is faithful. God can deliver you, or he can walk through the fire with you. Amen. And just like those Hebrew children, you can come out the other side and people will be amazed and say, you can't even tell they went through a problem. It's not that you didn't maybe go through a problem, but God's grace is sufficient. Amen. Verse 12, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall. That where shall means it will happen, it not might happen. It says shall suffer persecution. Why? Because you're living godly. You don't have to do anything wrong for people to not like you. You just have to be that shining light. And they feel guilty because of how they're living their life sometimes. And they will make false accusations or other things. And so it says here, all that will have in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's why in Uganda I don't listen to these preachers on the radio and TV unless I know who they are, if there's a good independent Baptist preacher, I'll listen to him. But in Kampala, there's not, there's not any. I tell our people to be careful about that. And then verse 14, but continue. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise into salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Boy, today is a wonderful blessing. We're not so in today. One of the ladies who got saved, we were talking to her, and she was talking about how she changed her life. She was talking about how she wasn't drinking or smoking anymore. She's talking about how she's doing good works and how she's helping the poor. And, but she needs to go to church and not doing that yet. But you know, but she said, but it just seems like something's missing. I said, there's something missing. It's called grace. You're trying to work your way to heaven. But it's for by grace are you saved through faith. And today she accepted that gift of God. Now it's a blessing today to see that. And this is what it's talking about. Verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In other words, it's saying perfect there, that you'll be complete. That you'll be able to do the work that God has called you to do. That you'll be able to continue. We don't have any excuse not to serve God. I mean, you think of those Old Testament saints. You know, they did not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit on a permanent basis like we do. The Holy Spirit would come and go as He desired. But now we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They did not have the complete Word of God like we have today. Truly today, we're without excuse. And so we need to make sure that we continue in certain things. There's three things I'll mention tonight. And that we need to continue in, and this will help us also not only in the decisions we made, but also in having this heart to reach the world with the gospel and to continue in missions and continue to be faithful in our service to God. The first thing, let me say this we need to continue in love. This is one of the most important things here as well. Look in John chapter 15 and verse 9. John chapter 15 and verse 9. Now, we saw yesterday if you love me, what? Keep my commandments. The Bible says that God is love. And this is one of the most important things. This is one of the things that motivates me, that keeps me going. It's my love for God. But it's not just my love for Him. It's His love for me that I keep responding to. It's His love that constrains me, that draws me. I remember when I was younger, I don't have so much of a problem with this now, but when I was younger, and I sometimes start feeling a bit sorry for myself. Any of you here do that? You think... Man, I've got it rough. Man, nobody is suffering like me. You know? I mean, these people aren't being fair. This isn't right. It's, and, and then I start thinking about our Lord. And I start thinking about Calvary. I start thinking about the cross. And about how he's beaten. How his beard is plucked out. How they thrust that crown of thorns upon his head. I've lived in the Mediterranean and they have thorns that are Huge about how he was nailed to that cross. And I think, you know, my problems aren't that bad. Problem is we compare ourselves to others so many times. But I learned a long time ago, compare my problem to his, to what he went through for me, to how he suffered and died on the cross. And my problems have never compared, even come close, to what he went through for me. But you know, as we talk about continue my love, in John 15, verse 9, it says, As a father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue. See that word? Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you should abide in my love. Even as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. You know, it's true. The longer you're around somebody, the more like them you become. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I mean, even this is especially true in marriage. I know... Um, you know, I have some friends who, when they were dating, uh, before they got married, you know, they're the, they're the one who they, they love that they wanted to marry that, you know, they're just dating right now. Maybe she liked to go shopping and they hate to go shopping. And she says, Hey, some of us are going to the mall. You want to go? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Liar. He do not love to. He wanted to spend time with her. But now he likes to go shopping. <laughs> now he likes to do it. Now they're married. Uh, there's a fellow telling me that before he got married that, um, uh, his wife, who's his wife now, she hated football. She hated it. But, you know, she wanted to spend time with um, him, so she'd watch football and stuff, and now they're married. And he said, now there's times she's like, hey, the football game's on, and he says, I can't come right now. And she's sitting down watching football by herself. <laughs> she got to where she loved it. Why? Because of the ones she spent her time with. You know, when you're around people, you begin, you know that saying, birds of a feather flock together? and we become more and more like one another. And you know, when I think about that, and I think about this, about continue my love, and then it says, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Well, where do we find God's commandments? In his word. As you read the word of God, and as you obey the word of God, you draw closer to him. You become more like him, and God is what? God is love. You learn to love love him as you should. Uh, You learn what it is that God would have for you to do. Because not only must we show our love to God, and remember, it's not enough to just say I love you. We need to show our love to God. Now also, we must show our love to one another. Look down at John chapter 15 and verse 12. We need to do this through our actions. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater loveth no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. You're my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. And so we have to show that same type of love toward one another. Um, what about in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15? This is one of the verses we put on our church sign, not this whole verse, but this phrase, speaking the truth in love. Uh, that's one of the things I have to work on in my life, you know, sometimes. They said red hair is like fire, you know, and that anger thing. I don't know what they're talking about. But, uh, (laughs) oh, yeah, all of us have to work on things sometimes, don't we? You know, if we desire to serve God, we need to have that Christ-like love. Because as we have that love like Christ does, it's that love that moved him to the cross. It's that love that brought him and that that caused him to give us that commandment to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's the love of God. And as we think about this here, about loving God and also loving one another, you know, we ought to encourage one another in the work of God. You know, the Bible says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is ahead, even Christ. We ought to love one another. And love, again, it's not just in what we do, it's also in how we say things. I remember growing up, I don't know how many times I heard it, my dad would say, what did I say? My mom said, it's not what you said, it's how you said it you know I I took a little bit after my dad on some of that so I've had to work on that too but it's not taking after him I have is in me too you know all of us have to work on some of those things and not just what we say but how we say it and those are things all the time one of the things that I found out um, it's good to apologize quickly think about that when's the last time you apologized to someone if you can't remember, then it's been too long. <laughs> There's been several times, even that guy that I've told you about who tried to store a property and tried to have a support in different things, uh, he said this one time, he said, you know, one thing's I like about and he said this and all this stuff is going on. He said, you know, he might say some things sometimes, but right away he says, you know what, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it that way. Oh, well, we all say things, don't we? We all do things. And sometimes if we're not careful, that will drive people away from serving God. And sometimes if we're not careful, that will hinder our testimony from sharing the Lord with others. And so we have to be careful and make sure that we show our love not just through our actions, but also through the words that we speak and speaking the truth in love. So if we're going to reach this world with the gospel, we have to continue in love. The love of Christ. Loving others the way that He loved them. Loving Him the way that He desires for us to love Him it's not just what I think or what I want, it's what God says in his word and how I should do it he said if ye love me keep my commandments that's what he said I mean read your bible pray, be faithful to church give your tithes and offerings, give to missions be a soul winner, invite people to church tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ that's what Jesus did when he was here and he wants us to continue in that work of love. Because really, he did a work of love, didn't he? And that's what motivated him in coming. That's what really nailed him to the cross. I mean, he did not have to die on the cross. No one forced him to die on that cross. When you think about creation, he spoke and it came into existence. Now, I like the song where it says, he could have called 10,000 angels. He didn't even have to call one angel. I mean, he could have even thought it or just spoke it and said, that's, that's it, I'm done. But he, did a, he laid down his life for us. Why? Because of the love he has for us. That's what motivated him. What is it that motivates me and my service to God? It should be my love for him. When you do something because you love someone, there's a better chance that you'll keep doing it. But you know, as you think about this, continue in love also, we need to continue in prayer. We talked about prayer several times. Look over in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. The book of Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. It's important to pray for others. And again, as I said, on the mission field, you never know what's going to happen. There's been so many stories that we could share with you about different things. And you know, you need to continually pray for your missionaries. There's one morning... That um, And I, I'm not a morning person. I'd rather stay up to 1 or 2 or 3 in the morning. Now, I'll get up early. I'll do what has to be done. That's fine. But that's just, um, and I, I think I start I, I worked a job when I worked third shift. And I, I, just, I just got used to it, and I like it. And plus, when you have uh, like five kids, it's a lot quieter than two. So you can get a lot more work done, you know. And so, but, you know, I, I enjoy being a night person things. But, you know, one morning I, I had a, a lot of trouble waking up one morning. I mean, it's like I, I, I was trying to open my eyes, and I was, it's like I could hear what's going on around me, but I could not open my eyes. I tried to move, and it's like I couldn't move. And it was really weird. And so I was trying, and, and there's three or four times that I, I, I woke up, and it's like I couldn't do anything. I fell back asleep, I, and about three or four times I'm laying there in bed, and so finally I got up, and I thought, man, I know I was tired, but I didn't know I was this tired. And so I went up, and I didn't realize anything was wrong really necessarily I just it's kind of unusual it's kind of out of it and so I went into the living room sat down in a chair and I thought I just need to sit up you know for a little bit and I fell asleep again and again I tried to wake up and I couldn't I couldn't open my eyes and I struggled about three or four times my wife didn't know anything was going on she was in the kitchen doing some things finally I got up and I kind of walked in the kitchen and I, I thought, I just got to stand up. I got I to be moving. I got to do something. I went in the kitchen. I told my wife. I said, I don't know what's going on. I said, but I think you have to take me to the hospital. I went to the hospital, and they did a blood test, and they said, you're about to go septic. That's blood poisoning, I think, what they're talking about. And they said, you're, you're, you're at the point where you could go into a coma. And I think I was kind of slipping in a little bit, in and out, or something, because I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And so she said, you need to come back here. And so I went back there, and they got out the needle. You know, it's always looking this big, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the part with the medicine, it was about that long, and it was about that round, and it looked like they had milk in it, or something like that. And it was kind of whitish, and it was kind of weird looking. And I'm like, what is that? What's in there? And she said something. But at that point, I really didn't care. I was <laughs> like, give me whatever you've got. And she put the whole thing in. And she said, you're fine to go now. I'm thinking I can go. But that was enough. Whatever she gave me, I don't know what it was. But I was all right. But you know if I had not gotten up and gone to my wife. She would have been finding me not waking up. And um, I am thank the Lord that he took care of me. But again there's been many people praying for us. There's been many people over the years who told me we're praying for you every day. You know we have a real enemy. Mm-hmm. Satan doesn't want us to serve God. Satan doesn't want you to serve God. He'll do everything he can to distract us, to defeat us, to kill us if possible. I mean, Saul, before he got saved, he thought he was doing the work of the Lord. And what was he doing? Killing Christians. Satan doesn't love you. He wants to destroy you. We have a real enemy tonight. And we need to be praying for one another. There in Uganda, we're careful because especially witch doctors and others, their main method of their magic sometimes is poisoning people. And even others, when there's land disputes and things, they poison people. And those people are trying to steal our, our land. There's one time I, I left a drink on the table. I came back and they're around and I just kind of went and poured it out. Because <laughs> I don't know what they might do. I don't, you know. That's how people do things sometimes. You need to pray for your missionaries. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, continue in prayer. Notice again that word, continue. What does the Bible say? Pray without ceasing. Why well, pray for him yesterday? Yeah, today's a new day. Huh? <laughs> Can you imagine if you do that with your wife? You talk to her and the next day you don't say a word. You're just walking around, you walk past her several times, you don't say anything. You know what she's going to think? What did I do wrong? Why is, it, why is he mad at me? And she might be sitting at the dinner table, you don't say nothing. She looks at you. Is something wrong? You're like, what? You haven't talked to me at all today. Well, I talked to you yesterday. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah, you'll be out on the couch or somewhere. <laughs> and you're in trouble. But is that how we do God sometimes? Well, I pray this week. This week. Pray without ceasing. God desires to fellowship with you. God speaks to us through His Word and through many other ways, but also we speak to God through prayer. It says here, Continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving, with with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, which I am also in bonds, that I may make, mani- make it manifest as I ought to speak. He's saying, pray for us that we can, comp- that we can proclaim the gospel. Amen. One of the men today, I think, we're saying they're trying to make some laws in Chile or somewhere. Well, they can't do that to, to shut up some churches and things. Listen, so we need to be praying for the gospel to go out. We need to be praying for those churches in California. We need to be praying for those churches in New York. It's not just a foreign field where sometimes there's struggles and challenges. But we need to be praying that the gospel will be preached. You need to be praying for your missionaries and praying for your church that the gospel can go out, that gospel message. And especially as we think of missions, this ought to be something that's continually upon our heart. We need to continue in prayer. The last thing, let me say this, we need to continue in doctrine. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Let me say this, and I'll I'll speak about this just for a moment, but be faithful to the man of God. God has given you a pastor, and you ought to listen to him and pray for him and support him in what he's doing. He has a heart for missions. He has a heart for Houston and starting churches here in the inner city. He has a desire to see the fulfillment of the Great Commission, and he needs a church that's going to get behind him and to help to do and to fulfill those goals. Being faithful to that doctrine, being faithful to the word of God and to that man of God who's preaching those things. As he's casting that vision. And he's got some dreams, don't you? Oh yeah. I've had people tell me, you're a big dreamer. Like, well, I have a big God. I do. People sometimes, well, how are you doing all these things in Uganda? Because I'm a big dreamer. (laughs) I mean, it's just a partial truth in the video about one thing. Where I said I want to see hundreds of churches, I really want to see thousands. Most people think you're crazy when you say that. though. But I believe we can at least lay the groundwork and have something that can continue, in which we will see thousands of churches being started throughout East Africa, throughout the continent of Africa, maybe even to other continents as well. That's my desire, that's my goal, that this will continue until the Lord Jesus comes back. We're not just doing something for our lifetime. We're not just doing something for a prelator. We're not just doing something for some recognition. Amen. We're doing something to fulfill the Great Commission, to be obedient to our Savior. Amen. This is what God has called us to do, to continue His work. And your pastor has a vision too. Your, fa- your pastor has a dream here to reach Houston and to reach this world with the gospel. And you need to get behind that vision. You need to get behind that dream. Sometimes if we're not careful, oh, he's saying that thing again. (laughs) No, be faithful to the man of God. As long as he's being faithful to the word of God, you follow him. There's people that have not understood what I'm doing sometimes. But then when they get there, they're like, oh, wow, this is good. Yeah, you didn't have that vision, you didn't have that dream your pastor did. But because you're faithful, you got to realize it with him. And you can see some great and mighty things being done by our God. When you get behind the man of God, God has given you a pastor to lead the church to help in these different things. And as you get behind that, I'm telling you, you can see God do some great things. Be faithful, and this is most important, to the word of God. If you want to do something for God, if you want to reach this world with the gospel, you have to be faithful to this book. Someone once said that this book could become a person and become the person of Jesus Christ. These are his words these are his commands and if you want to reach this word of the gospel you must use this book this is the answer to all the world's problems right here you have it in your hands this is the answer to all the problems you have in your life right here god speaks about every area of our life there's some direct command or some principle that can cover everything We need to be faithful to the Word of God, to the doctrine of God, not just in spiritual matters, but in every matter. To seek God's counsel, to seek God's wisdom, because what you do in life, what you do in investments, what you do in your business affects your ability sometimes to tithe and to give your offerings and to give to missions. Hey, I pray about everything. I seek God's Word, seek God's wisdom in every detail of our life. This is how we should be. If you want to continue to reach this world of the gospel, if you want to continue, you have that faith promise card. You're going to write down some things there. And if you want to continue to be faithful to those things, you have to be faithful to God's Word. Because if you're not faithful to this book, you're going to go away from God. You're going to get away from those promises that you're making. If you want to continue to be faithful to those promises you make this week, then you have to be faithful to the Word of God. You have to be faithful to continue in these things. You know, it says that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. It's not some great mystery to me. Get in the book. Get in God's Word. Be faithful to the Word of God. Be faithful to follow your pastor as he leads this church. Be faithful to pray. Be faithful to have the love of God in your heart for a lost and dying world. And you'll continue to be reaching others with the gospel. You'll continue to expand your missions project. Your church is not to be growing and getting a new building, a new property or something because of the things, if you continue in these things, you'll see God do great work through your church. If you continue in love and prayer and doctrine, we'll have a wonderful year this year. We just got started. It's still uh, almost the last day of January now, isn't it? But I tell you what, God wants to work through your church. It's like one preacher said, he got up one day, they're having a building project, He said, I've got good news and I've got bad news for you. He said, the good news is this. We have all the money we need for the building project. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, people started getting excited. He said, now the bad news is here. Okay. They're all excited still. He said, the bad news is, though, the money is still in your pocket. (laughs) He said, but the money is here to do the work. Okay. God has provided. Now we need to give. And you know, God has given you everything you need in this room right here, right now. Twelve men turn the world upside down. Think about what God could do with the men and women here in the city of Houston. God can turn this place upside down. We could come back next Friday when there's several new churches started in the inner city. There's, I mean, you're going to be supporting more missionaries. You're going to be in the building program. God has been doing some great things. Why? Because you said there's some things we're going to continue in. Hey, this is the most important thing is to serve God and to give Him first place in our life. But that's a choice you have to make. I can't make it for you. Your pastor can't make it for you. You have determined tonight that I will continue. Like your theme is, I will move forward. Let us pray. Dear Father, we love you. We thank you for the message tonight. Dear Lord, I pray that you speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to continue, that we will move forward. That the commitments that we make, Lord, that we'll be faithful to these and that we'll continue to love others as we should, that we'll continue to give you first place in our life as you desire. Lord, help us to continue in prayer for our missionaries and for our church and, and praying for the lost. And your Father, help us to continue in the doctrine. Help us not to just ignore our pastor, but to listen to the message he's preaching to listen to the desires of his heart, Lord, and reaching others with the gospel and reaching this town and help that to be a desire of our heart also to get behind him and to push these things and to do our best in fulfilling these desires that are there because these are desires that you've put upon his heart. These are desires that you put in in this book, Lord, in the Bible to reach our communities with the gospel and to reach the world. Lord, help us to be faithful to the doctrine of your word so that we can be faithful in our service and in our life. We ask you, bless you, so you to bless in Jesus' name, Pastor. Amen. Let's stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed as the piano plays. Would you come and commit to the Lord? We've heard a great challenge tonight to continue in those things that we've learned. I know from looking around this room, many of you know what's right. Perhaps you may, might say, "Well, I didn't learn anything new tonight. I just was reminded of the things I was supposed to be doing already." Would you come and make those commitments to the Lord tonight? Surrender all to Him. We need to continue in love, continue in prayer, continue in the things that we've learned.